If a house is divided against itself, that house, Jesus says, cannot stand. Good morning, Christian America. That's right. This is the lesson that Jesus gives his followers in today's passage that we're going to talk about. How important is it to understand that, especially in today's environment, especially in this country, in our communities, as our society seems to be tearing at the seams as as it seems to be standing and dividing against each other. Jesus says that it cannot stand. So where is our responsibility? What are we supposed to be doing in this time of strife, in this time of division, in order that we may bring our home together once again? Let's talk about that in this, this morning. Get into the word, get into some scripture. We're going to be covering Mark chapter 3, starting at verse 13. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. What does that consist of? The Christian American revitalization effort. We are seeking to revitalize Christians across this land, across this country. And we do that in a variety of ways. One of the ways is right here on social media. If you're watching this on social media, uh, you're watching it probably as part of the Christian American community. The Christian American community is our social media presence. Uh, it is on, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We have a uh, YouTube channel. The Good Morning Christian America podcast is podcast uh, YouTube channel. We also have podcasts that stream on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are also most recently and going to be moving a majority of the content, a majority of the podcast to Rumble. Rumble is a is a video social media site uh, that is a little bit more, uh, how shall we say, friendly to the Christian faith, friendly in the in the ability not to worry so much about being censored or being uh, uh, limited in our outreach in our uh, reach to you guys, just due to how every organization nowadays seems to be political. Uh, we feel that. The, the Rumble platform right now is where we're going to start to, to host more, most of our content. And we encourage you to follow us there as well as follow us on all the social media platforms. We are not getting off any social media platform because what we will not do and we encourage other people to do is to stay on all the platforms. Speak God's name on all the platforms. Speak for goodness and truth and righteousness on all the platforms. That way, that is how we fight back. That is how Christians stand up. It's easy to stand in church amongst believers and talk about your faith and profess your faith and witness, you know, God's work in your life and to give your testimony around friends. That's easy. It's difficult to go into the world. It's difficult to go into these platforms and into these environments where maybe they are not as receptive and probably even um, they attack our faith. And so that is where the rubber meets the road. That is where uh, we seek to provide inspiration, some confidence am amongst one another, uh, that we will stand strong in the full armor of God. We will stand strong in the face of the enemy. We will stand strong when we are attacked. If we are knocked down, we will get back up. We know that there is no uh, weapon, though may it may be formed, it will not prosper against us because our God is with us. He protects us uh, in all 
things work towards his glory. And if that means uh, something that I have to go through today for the glory of God, then I will go through it today. Uh, and so that is the attitude that we take. That is what the Christian American community is all about. That is what the Christian American revitalization is all about. That's what uh, the Christian American T-shirt company at ChristianAmericanTees.com is all about. It's about showing your faith out in the open, in public, whether you have the courage to speak on it or not. If you put on a, a hoodie like the one that I got on right now, you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up something like this. You go out into the world and everybody knows that Jesus lives inside you. Everyone knows that you are a Christian American. Everyone knows that you are not just like the world. You're not of this world. You are of the spirit. You are not of the flesh, but you are of Jesus. Because when he rests inside you, when you believe in him, you follow him, you are created into something new. Scripture tells us that. And speaking of scripture, today what we're going to talk about, we're going to cover uh, a large portion of Mark chapter 3. We're going to start at verse 13. And today, it's reason it's a little bit long because we want to get to the meat of this portion of scripture, uh, which is towards the back end. Uh, but we don't want to leave out anything, especially not, especially not the calling of the first apostles, because those are the people that we are supposed to be emulating as best we can as well. Yes, we, we can try to emulate Christ, but we will always fall short. But these apostles, these first followers of Jesus, they didn't have anything special. They didn't have any special powers. They can't change water into wine. They couldn't immediately heal people and cleanse people. These were fishermen, poor fishermen, uneducated fishermen with uh, with their own issues and, and struggles and obstacles that they've dealt with even prior to meeting up with Jesus. So just like us. We should be relating ourselves to these early followers because we are fallen. We are nothing special other than God, uh, uh, you know, divinely created by God. But unless, unless maybe you, maybe you do have some special talent or uh, abilities out there. But for simple people like me, we aren't anything special. We just are filled with the spirit. And then when you are filled with the spirit, all things are possible. It was possible for these early followers and it's possible today for the followers of Christ. And that's us. Hopefully that's all of us. Um, so it's important that we get into the scripture today, start your week off right. And that's what we try to do on this Monday uh, podcast. So without further ado, I'd ask that you grab your Bibles and turn to the gospel of Mark. We're gonna start on chapter thir or on uh, verse 13. The mission of the 12 in verse 13, it starts and it says, he went up to the mountain, he being Jesus. He went up to the mountain and summoned those whom he wanted and they came with him. He appointed 12 whom he also named apostles that they might be with him, that he might send them forth to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. He appointed the 12, Simon, whom he named Peter, James, son of Zebedee, John, the brother of James, whom he named Boangrenus, that is the sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Those are his early followers. Verse 20 states that he came home. And again, the crowd gathered, making it impossible 
for them to eat, even to eat. When his relatives heard of this, they set out to seize him. I'll say that again. When his relatives heard of this, they set out to seize him. For they said, he is out of his mind. The scribes who had come from Jerusalem said, he is possessed by Beelzebub and by the princes and by the prince of demons. He drives out demons. In verse 23, Jesus summoning them, he began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. That is the end of him. But no one can enter a strong man's house to plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. Amen, I say to you, all sins and all blasphemes that people utter will be forgiven them. But who, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an everlasting sin. For they had said, he has an unclean spirit. Couple of things. I mean, that, that there's, a, there's a lot to go into each portion of that scripture that we, that we just read. First, the calling of the of the followers the calling of the original apostles the believers in christ those who dedicated themselves those who put away their possessions those who left their families and their friends and their vocation in order to focus on what is important recognition of the lord come down to earth recognition of the son of man the one who speaks with authority the one who is greater than anyone else the name above all names the, the, the one whose name all tongues must confess, the one whose knees, all knees must bend, has made his presence known, the Messiah, Jesus. And once we recognize that, we should be willing to give it all up for Jesus, to follow him, to be in his presence, to be in his love. That's not an easy, I, I know I say it easy, it's easy to utter, it's extremely difficult to do, which is why out of all the followers, it only says he chose 12. And one of those betrayed him. One of those denied him. Uh, all of them fell away when the time came. So even those early disciples, even those early apostles found it difficult. We should too also expect that if we are followers of Christ, that there will be difficulty but we should do it anyway. We should seek to be like these regular men who became extraordinary because they followed Jesus and the spirit entered them. Let the spirit also enter us. So then what happens? Jesus starts to go home. Passages in other gospels uh, reflect that Jesus says that a prophet has no authority in his hometown. If people knew you, when you were in sin, if people knew you when you were doing the wrong thing, when people, if people knew you when you were running the streets, when you were lying and stealing, 
when you were uh, womanizing or being promiscuous or whatever it is that you were doing before you found Jesus. Those people are the most skeptical people of who you are today. Because if you're a believer in Christ today, then you've put those things behind you. But it's hard for people who think they know you, who have maybe known you for quite some time, to accept that you've changed because maybe they haven't run into Jesus. Maybe they haven't had an experience with Jesus. Maybe they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. So now they're skeptical that you have a relationship with Jesus because if they've never experienced to them, it's something foreign. It's something uh, that that's not to be trusted. It's something that uh, you're trying to con somebody out of money or to gain trust or something nefarious because they don't understand the power of Jesus. Jesus hasn't entered their life like he's entered your life. And those people are still skeptical of you. Those people who come from Nazareth, who Jesus has known growing up as a child, they recognize him as the son of Joseph, as the son of the carpenter, you know, born in Bethlehem and grew up in Nazareth. They're not special. They don't have any uh, money. They're not someone of prestige. Who is this Jesus? I knew him when he was a kid. You, you know that attitude. You know that, that conversation that takes place. And maybe you've been on the other side of that conversation when you've seen the change in someone else's life. And if you have, hopefully you've repented for that. But Jesus is, isn't even... Um, doesn't even get away with coming to his hometown and not having to go through these same problems, these same challenges that with, with people that knew him growing up. So if you fall into that category, don't feel alone because Jesus also had to explain himself to those who knew him for so long. And then, then the scribes come the way the scribes always come right? Just the detractors. They want to they pile on top. They want to egg on the naysayers. They want to be a part of, of, of something to bring you down. When you have Christ, when you are living your best life, there's always the people that are skeptical, we just talked about, but then there are the people that mean ill intent. They're intentionally mean. They're intentionally trying to bring you down. They want to see you fall because their lives are not where your life is they're not on a path to where you're going and so in order to make themselves feel better is they try to they don't try to catch up to you they don't want to figure out what you've done or what Jesus has done for you in your life to get you you know to, to get the same attitude the same blessings the same path forward that you're on they don't they don't try to figure that out instead they just want to hold you back they want to they they want to uh, bring you back down to where you were. They want company. That's why there's an old saying says misery loves company. I think Frederick Douglass said you can't hold uh, someone down without staying down with them. I hope I got that right. I hope it's Douglass. But uh, th there's an old uh, quote that says that as well. And it rings true. And so here come the scribes saying, oh, he's, you know, he's possessed. He's possessed by Beelzebub. The family thought he was just crazy. Right? His relatives said he's they come to get him because he's out of his mind. And no, here come the naysayers 
the, the scribes said, no, 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 he's not out of his mind. He's possessed. He's possessed by Beelzebub. He's possessed by Satan. So then Jesus has to address that. And he addresses it in a way that should ring true today for us, especially in America in 2021 right now, as, as the political winds have shifted and all the strife that we see. And what does Jesus say? How does he address these issues? How does he address these people that are uh, detracting from him, trying to talk him down? He, he speaks to them in parables because that's the way uh, that he always does. And he says, how can Satan, if you're saying I'm possessed, right, that's what he's saying. If you're saying I'm possessed, how can Satan drive out Satan? Because he's been driving out demons. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Hello, America. Is this thing on? America, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. A nation, Jesus says, a house divided against itself will not be able to stand. A nation divided against itself cannot stand. A household divided against itself cannot stand. A family divided against itself cannot stand. A workplace, a school divided against itself cannot stand. If we as Christians don't mend fences, and I don't mean succumb, and I don't mean uh, you know relinquish your values. I don't mean turn your back on the things that matter most. I mean, we have to set the righteous example in order to welcome people into the fold. I don't, I don't really care about the, um, the traditional political issues. I care about what scripture says. I care about what Jesus says. I care about the life of all people from the womb to the tomb. I care about the, uh, the freedom to worship the God whom we serve and who we love so much and who loves us as well. I care about the sanctity of a marriage bonded under God, biblically, where two become one. Because scripture says so. It's not that I came up with that. It's that this is what God's plan is. So those are the issues that I care most deeply about. I care about loving one another as you love yourself and not tearing each other down because Jesus just gives this explanation. He just gives this parable that a house, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. He says, what do you do? If you're going to plunder a rich man's house, what do you have to do first? You can't plunder a, excuse me, a strong man's house. You can't plunder a strong man's house until you first tie up the strong man. Right? You can't plunder, if you're the devil, you can't plunder this great nation that's built on Judeo-Christian values, that's built on Christian principles and the foundation of individual salvation, the foundation of equality under God, not under men. Equality under God is what this country was founded on. You cannot tear down, you cannot plunder this nation unless you first tie down the strong man, unless you first tear down the word of God, unless you first attack God's existence, if you attack God's people, if you attack God's word, if you make people believe that God doesn't exist, and then go even further than that and make people believe that God's word, his revelation is not only not good, 
but teaches hate, teaches bigotry, teaches uh, supremacy over people, over other people. When we who follow Christ, we who study the word, we who read scripture, we hopefully who go to church on Sundays and then more. We know that those are lies. We know that the Prince of Lies has got it into the minds of the unbelievers and even to some of the ones that we call believers or call themselves believers. He's sowing seeds of doubt. He's sowing seeds of strife. He's sowing seeds of division so that our house cannot stand. That is how the Prince of Lies does this. Jesus alludes to that. He says that you can't plunder the house until you first, unless you first tie up the strong man. When you tie up Jesus and his followers, when you tie up the, the word of God by, by shielding and, 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 and hiding it from the people through church lockdowns, through uh, getting, your, getting the scripture tossed out of schools, getting rid of prayers before, uh, you know, b- before government meetings and town halls and organizations. When you get rid of the flag and the Pledge of Allegiance where you stand up and you say that we are one nation under God, that's what that's doing. That is the Prince of Lies tying up the strong man so that he can plunder our house, so that he can plunder our kingdom. That's exactly what's going on. Jesus tells us this, that we can't let this happen. He says, amen, I say to you that all of these sins and all these blasphemes that people utter will be forgiven. If someone is blaspheming against you, if someone is talking bad about you because of your political view, because of something that doesn't matter, then you say that you forgive them because you should. And so what Jesus says after that is that whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an everlasting sin. That's one of those phrases I want to I want to reiterate because people love to talk about how all sin is the same. Jesus says specifically in this passage that all sin is not the same, that a sin against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. It's essentially one of the worst things, if not the worst thing that you can do. And so um, you're actively attacking Jesus's spirit. You're actively attacking his followers. You're actively attacking the one who enters us. And if you're doing that, that's a sin that won't be forgiven. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I know that was a long passage and we try to be respectful of your time, especially on a Monday morning, especially when you got things to do. But we want to encourage you to pick up scripture this morning, reread over what we just read, re-listen to what we just said. Think about it for yourself. If you have any comments, comment on it. If you have any, uh, if you like what we do here, if you like the podcast, if you uh, support what we're trying to do, if you support the revitalization of the Christian American community across this nation, we'd ask 
not for donations. We ask for your participation. We ask that you share and you like and you comment and you engage on all the content in the Christian American revitalization effort, all the content in the Christian American community. We ask that you go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself out some Christian American apparel, something that you like, something that you want to wear, something that you represent, something that you can say represents you, that you acknowledge Christ before others so that he may acknowledge you before his Father in heaven. Matthew uh, 10 32. So we ask that if you support us to do these things, to share and like and tell your friends, spread the word, spread a good message because a house divided against itself cannot stand. And we want to be able to stand strong in our full armor of God. We want to be able to stand strong, united against the enemy. We want to be able to stand strong in a united front against the world in the spirit not the flesh and with that ladies and gentlemen until friday again where we see you on this podcast uh you guys stay on fire for christ stay blessed good morning christian america